Good morning, everybody. We hope you enjoyed Feliz Navidad on 89.1 FM, WXVU, Villanova student-run radio, The Roar. You're listening to Fun in the Locker Room right now. It's 11.46 a.m. Monday, November 28th, 2022. How was your Thanksgiving? We hope it was good from all of us at the show, um, and we're happy to be back. Back. We, we enjoyed all of our turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce. Uh, we'll go around the room and, and talk about what our favorite Thanksgiving memory was in a second. But right now, you're listening to Fun in the Locker Room. As always, uh, Sean Rankle, Taxicab Holloway, and Truett Karstetter here discussing the latest news in sports, recapping all the games, getting into our hot takes, um, and everything that comes with it, having some fun, some good old American fun in the locker room. Um, so we'll get right into that in a second. As always, uh, go follow the Twitter, uh, Fun in the Locker Room on Twitter. Um, go onto the YouTube and if you want to go listen to some of Rank's great takes, because we do have to quick quick shout out to Rank for going four and zero this weekend in our takes, and then he had that that double or nothing um, the week prior. So he's on a roll right now, and I'm sure when we get into our picks, he'll 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 make sure to mention that again. Feels great, um, feels great obviously. But right now. Um, as always, let's let's just get straight into the show because we have a lot to talk about. We we realize we've been neglecting the NBA and, and World Cup recently, so we're going to make sure to be efficient today, get to it. But as always, it would be a cardinal sin if we didn't start the show with our takeaways and overreactions. Sean, what do you have? Overreaction of the week. The Chargers are going to find a way to make the playoffs. They did, as Liam always says, when you're on the road, you go for two, and they went for two when they won the game against the Cardinals. Big win. I know we talked last week about their schedule, and we said how I think this was one of the games that Liam thought they were going to lose, which almost lost it. But I think I, I think I'm manifesting more of this than I'm thinking it's going to happen. But they're six and five. They're one game out of a playoff spot behind the Jets, and I don't fully trust the Jets right now. And I have faith in the Chargers' offense, who's getting healthy again, getting better. Justin Herbert's looking great, putting up points again. I feel like the Chargers are going to find a way to get into the playoffs as the seventh seed. Uh, I, I kind of have to disagree. This win did not convince me at all. They should have beat the brakes off the Cardinals, who have not looked good all season, especially their defense has looked garbage. And for them to only to win off the last play of the game, like, okay, props to the Chargers, but how can you even be in that position? Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. They shouldn't be in that position, but the Chargers are always in that position. And the fact that they came around and found a way to win this game is just impressive. Yeah, because usually they lose games like that. Exactly. Sean, those statements that you just made, I, I feel like that's kind of contradicting your take. Like, you're, How could you confidently say they're making the playoffs when you know, you're saying this about about a win versus the Cardinals? I think it's more... I think they're scheduled down the stretch, yeah. though. They're, they're playing the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, the Broncos. And the teams in front of them are the Pats and the Jets. Yeah, like I, I think they can find a way to win enough <sighs> games to get in. So Dol- say, say this four again. So they play in the Raiders. That's a win, theoretically. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yep, yeah. Dolphins... Ugh. Take game. Loss. Titans, take Loss. game. But they got the Colts, Rams, Broncos down the stretch. They could, they could lose two of those games. They could, but they, they, but they should also win all three. <laughs> they should. They have the talent but to win all three. They, we say this every year. I know, but talent. I think they can get to ten wins in that stretch, and I think they can make the playoffs. I think they're going to they're gonna find some way to choke. Like They, they, they easily <laughs> might, but I, I have, I'm having put my money. I'm having faith in them right now. What needs to, to change? Like, if you were to watch this next game – and you saw a certain change that the, that the Chargers had implemented to make it, like, to just basically to make you, let's say, go put some money on them making the playoffs. What would you need to see? Their defense to hold the Raiders to less than 20 points. 
I need to see their defense put up a good game. Because wow. they they have not done a good job with that at all. That's a tall ask. I'm going to go with um, actually establishing a run game instead of check downs to Eckler. Yeah, that's fair. Justin Herbert had more rushing yards than... Uh, uh, exactly. You see this every week. Only five rushing attempts for Austin Eckler. Exactly. How it, It's very tough to win a game when you don't establish a run game. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers... I don't know. I, I can't figure them out. We talk about this every week. It's yeah. kind of... I feel like we're sounding like a broken record at this point. Um, taxi cab, what's your take? <laughs> um, That's you. Oh, well, thanks for the introduction. Um, I I need to take Sean off his high horse over there, and I think next week the Giants are going to lose to the Commanders, and end of the season they're going to be in last place in the NFC East. Now, I still think they could sneak into the playoffs in last in the last seed. I I think they could do it. I just I think the commander's gonna jump them right now. Taylor Heideke's been an absolute beast, and the Giants are slowly, slowly coming back down to earth. We're slowly, 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 slowly getting more hurt. Is what is actually happening. It happens to every team. Injuries happen. Yeah, you know, you your entire talk, wide receiver core is out. Your entire you, you want to talk about injuries? Defensive backs are you, hurt. You don't need to talk to a Saints fan about injuries. Come on, <laughs> your team had no chance starting the season. I it's not a crazy take. They, it's a possibility, but I, I don't think I think they finished last and not making the playoffs because the rest of their sketch we have two games against the Commanders, we have a game against the Cowboys, and two against the Eagles. Ooh, it's a really tough stretch going down this thing. Yeah. and I think we need to find a way to win three more games. I think ten wins can get you in the playoffs. So I think we need to th- this this week is a must win at home against the Commanders because then it's Commanders, Eagles, and then at the Commanders we need to at least split against the Commanders. This is huge. Taylor Heineke's looking good, man. And he makes mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah, the Giants haven't been looking good. They, they, all right. To be fair, I thought they were going to get destroyed. They put up a fight against the Cowboys for the entire first half. Yeah, but they also just, like, they weren't going to win that game. No, no but what. they put up a fight. In, in the first half. And yeah. And the Cowboys just overpowered Exactly, them. but they're getting healthier. They have a bunch of guys coming back the next week. They have uh, Artanians back, pass rushes back. I think one of our cornerbacks might be back. We're just getting healthier. I think, give it another week. It's an, we get almost like a bye week this week because we get 10 days off because of playing on Thursday. I think they're going to come into the Commanders and they're going to win barely, but they're going to win. <laughs> confident there. Very confident. I want to see Taylor Heideke light him up. I'm all on the Heideke hype train right now. Did you guys see that uh, RG3 thread on Twitter about Heineke versus Zach Wilson? No. no. There was... I'll see if I can pull it up. There was a... Interesting tweet, and I, I I looked at it to entertain it. It was kind of just basically saying why is Zach Wilson getting so much heat when Tyler Taylor Heineke gets so much praise. When if you look at their stats, they're doing pretty similar things, but it's just Taylor Heineke's winning, um, and they're giving all the credit to Heineke versus when the Jets win, they give all the credit to the defense. Rest of the Jets uh, team. I, I I don't know if you guys uh, let me pull up the actual tweet, but I don't know if you have any opinions off that. Yeah, well, straight, ta- off straight off the bat, Taylor Heineke is not an, a jerk. He's not a loser like Zach Wilson is. So. That's fair. So, but Taylor Heineke is also not a good quarterback. No, he's not a good quarterback. They it was obvious they didn't go with him at the beginning of the season. No, they started they, they Carson Wentz. They over brought him. Carson Wentz to to start over. Taylor Heineke's been the starting quarterback, I think, at least for a game the past three or four years for the for the Commanders. However, you cannot say that in a big game he, he doesn't show up because he does. You you guys remember that playoff game against the Bucks? He almost won that game. He almost won that game. That was like single handed. I think it was the closest Bucks game in that playoff. It was. Run. Yeah, it was. Let me let, let me read Heineke. you some some of these uh, 
a, a couple excerpts from from this thread. So the 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 whole point of RG3's tweet, and I understand this because RG3 was also a very high draft pick. Is he's saying that Zach Wilson's judged differently because he was the second overall pick? Wilson's five and two as a starter this year. Play has not been great. Four tutties, five picks, QBR forty five point one, but. Taylor Heineke, five tutties, four picks, QBR 46.4, four and one, and was named a starting QB despite no TDs in his last two games for one reason and one reason only, and that's winning. And the difference is that RG3 is trying to say is Zach Wilson it was the second overall pick and Heineke, Heineke was undrafted out of Old Dominion. Now, obviously, I, I, I think Zach Wilson has been playing bad, obviously, and I think a lot of his manner and other things have kind of I, I think it was justified why Mike Mike White got the starting job but is there any uh, validity to that take that he has there that we're I, judging them differently because of the, the story I lines? mean I feel like it's fair to judge the second overall pick differently than an undrafted guy out of old oh, yeah. I think that's totally valid to do it, it's a backup it's like it's almost like Mike White coming in and Mike White putting up Taylor Heineke numbers and comparing him to Zach Wilson like yeah He's a backup coming in. You're also playing in New York versus D.C. and a commander's team that nobody expects to do much and the Jets team that, with the, how good the defense is, have a lot more higher expectations. I, Tyler Hank is also just not a good quarterback. We all, we all yeah, can agree yeah. that he's not the future in Washington. He's not the future anywhere. But I think it's just the level of expectations we have for Zach Wilson just are so much higher than they are for Taylor Heineke. And there's a difference in the way they play, too. Heineke's going to lay it all on the line. He's going to yeah. do everything. To get to get an extra yard to get it to go to win. Zach Wilson has shown that you know he doesn't do that. Zach Wilson's also made critical mistakes late in games where he's throwing errant passes to just nobody. Um, and you know Heineke's he's kind of like Garoppolo in a way that like you know he'll just sit around. His team might win. He might yeah. not do much, but if if he's on the field, they win. I get it. I was just gonna one more thing from this thread that I think is is really interesting. This is quote from from RG three. While Sala is benching Wilson for poor play, Rivera says Heineke doesn't have to play good to keep the job because the whole team plays better when he starts, even if he isn't. Which is something I don't know. I feel like you just don't. He- and he says you never hear that in the NFL. Only winning matters for Heineke, but not Wilson. Well, Wilson gets no credit from Salah for the play of the Jets' defense, but Heineke gets credit from Rivera for the play of the entire Washington team. Rivera says there's just something special about Taylor Heineke, and everyone else says, what's wrong with Zach Wilson? It's also like a team motivation thing. Like, if you have this guy at the helm leading the team, maybe we'll play a little harder for him. I know the Jets' locker room, they would do anything for Mike White. I, I, people yeah. have said that. I don't think... If Zach Wilson after the game last week said those comments, that he'd be benched. I agree. I, I think he, he would have been if he didn't say that. Yeah, it wasn't his that. fault that it was all. It, he took no responsibility, took no blame for it. He'd still be starting. Yeah, which is all it is was a comment that was the difference between Zach Wilson. I think that's just the difference between Taylor Heineke and Zach Wilson, and almost every quarterback in the league versus Zach Wilson that they just wouldn't say something like that. You have to understand too. And this goes right to our namesake. What that does in the locker room, yeah. saying those comments, it absolutely splits everyone. They're going to either choose Zach Wilson's side, which nobody did. <laughs> he has no backing from his team. Yeah. Why would why would the offense line block for him hard? Why would his receivers run every route perfectly? It's almost no. like what, like just bad quarterback play and not take responsibility. It just leads to 
catastrophe. Like you look like Russell Wilson. Look at you see yeah. the thing of Russell Wilson, yeah. the defensive lineman like yeah, yelling at him after the game, yeah. like do something. Like that was wild. <laughs> it just a quarterback can change the entire complexion of the team of based on one expectations and how they mean their expectations and just how much energy and excitement they do. Like if you're if you've seen a team like when a quarterback makes a block, oh, like the entire God. team goes ridiculous for him. Like he makes a tackle, he does anything like that. Like you put your body in the line, and a team just loves it. If you are Robert Sala and and the Jets management, are you going into this offseason, regardless of like how you like where you finish and 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 what you do in the playoffs? Are you going into this offseason shopping Zach Wilson and looking for a new QB? I think that we can't. I, I, it's a big thing I want to talk about, but I feel like. There's teams in the league that are a young quarterback away, and there's teams in the league that are a veteran quarterback away. And the Jets are a veteran quarterback away, and they're going to be looking for a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Derek Carr, somebody like that that could find themselves available and that could just game manage his team to a playoff chances. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. I think they got to ship Zach Wilson. It's just he doesn't fit that culture either that the defense established, that their mm-hmm. running backs have established this season, that their wide receivers have established. He doesn't fit that anymore. And Brees um, Hall back next year. like Exactly. They need they need a veteran presence, someone that's going to be able to manage games. Because with this defense, you don't need a stud quarterback. You don't, no. need, you don't need that, especially with the running back core and their wide receivers have been playing great. You just need a veteran that's going to get the job done and late in the game. Jimmy G to to the Jets. Even Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career, like if Aaron Rodgers somehow was able sick. to get like out of his contract, like yeah, Aaron Rodgers in New York would be turn the team around. Like, yeah. Look what Ryan Fitzpatrick did with the Jets a couple years ago, almost led him to a playoff spot exactly. with a good defense. I I don't know if we need to like spend the whole part of the show talking about the the Broncos game, so maybe we'll just talk about it now. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've seen a couple of of headlines on ESPN and, and like the talk shows. Do the Broncos move on from Russell Wilson this offseason? If they like, if there was like, yeah, it's gonna be tough to do. But if they had like an opportunity, like like there's a shot, do they take it? What would yeah? What's the shot? Yeah, like they trade him for like a third rounder or something. I don't know, but is it is a third rounder better than paying all that money for some? Let's be honest, mediocre quarterback play. Uh, it looks like a divided locker room now. It hasn't been mediocre. It's been bad. <laughs> bad, bad. Subpar. I don't think anybody takes that contract. Nobody wants yeah. it. But I'm, no, no, but I'm saying if. If. I hate to say it. I think the Broncos, like. Let's I say the Colts come to Elway and they're like, hey, we want Russell Wilson. I don't know because Russell Wilson hasn't been this bad ever. Yeah. Yeah. you got to think like something's got to give at some point. Hackett's been a terrible Hackett's- coach too. Hackett's been an awful coach. Their offenses looked, their whole offenses looked garbage. Receivers are running terrible routes. They're not open either. They've had a lot of drops. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you got to play it out one more year because this defense is, defense has been great. Yeah, it's it's one of those teams where like, when seasons happen like this, you typically either blame somebody's got to like go down with the ship at this point. Got to be the coach. And it's and coach. with how much they've invested in Russell Wilson, yeah. money wise, draft stock, all that stuff. Hackett's gone. Yeah, gotta be. Hackett, Hackett can't last like. <laughs> Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe he's a good quote coach and just put in a bad situation. But like, it's just constantly late game situations where we all like talk about it. like the first game of the year. Like you have this great quarterback, you throw Brandon McManus out to kick a long field goal. He's gone. I think they're running back for Russ Wilson for at least another year and see what happens. And looking at the rest of their schedule: Ravens, Chiefs twice, Cards, Rams, Chargers. They they might not win another game. 
Yeah. I don't think that's crazy to say. Maybe they'll win against the Cardinals or the Rams. But I guess but at that point, if they're not winning another game, do you look at drafting a quarterback? Because they're going to be a – actually, no, they don't have a pick. Oh, that goes to Seattle head. Seahawks. It's predicted to be yeah. a third overall pick, and that's our pick. I, I think I guess you just got to keep, keep Russ and just hope and pray that next year – Something gives and, and he turns it around because he can't he can't possibly be this bad yeah. again, right? In, in the defense of of in the defense of the coach and of of the QB, they, they haven't had a running game. Like their leading rusher is not on the roster anymore. Melvin Gordon got cut. Latavius Murray is you know he he's he's old. He, you you know what he's going to be. Javante Williams tore something. He was out for the year. You know I I feel bad because they don't. Russell Wilson's so used to Pete Carroll. You know. Establishing this this running game, like shoving like the running game down the opponent's throat, basically, just you know to 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 allow him to have the space to not only you know pass the ball but also scramble if need be, um, and to not have that dual threat on offense, I you know to a little bit of of, of slack for them, but you know may, maybe next year you, you know Javante Williams comes back, you get a, a an actual serviceable backup running back, maybe it turns around. I don't know. Russ has three more years on his deal after this. Plus, if they do cut him, then he'll have a thirty-one million dollar dead cap hit. Oh, wow! So, oh. this was a five-year, two hundred forty-two million dollar contract, was which was almost fully guaranteed. That the Broncos are going to be digging themselves out of, and they've been digging themselves out of a hole since ever like, ever since Pay Manning left. Yeah, they're in trouble. I think they have new owners coming in potentially. It's kind of funny that like the two. Well, I don't even know if this was. I don't remember if it was really heavily rumored because the rumor was Aaron Rodgers to Denver over yeah. the offseason. Yeah. and and both of the choices just don't look that good right now. So I I don't know. I, a lot of offseason, a lot of the big offseason moves have just not panned out. Yeah, Devonta Adams to the Raiders. <laughs> Raiders look god awful. I, that's more on the Raiders. Than yeah, but Devine. still, he's balling. Yeah, it just haven't worked out. That's a good segue into my take, um, and it's it's. I'm I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'm concerned about the Seahawks um, and their ability to. Um, I think they could still make the playoffs, but I think mostly their ability to win the division is is really concerning now. Um, you have that loss to the Bucks, which, um, you know, it's Brady and on a crappy field. Yeah, you lose to the yeah. Bucks. It's whatever. I wasn't super worried then, but then you know. On one hand, you have this Raiders team that, yes, they've played terrible, but on the other hand, they just had some momentum with this overtime win versus their division rivals. Not that it says that much because it's the Broncos, but for a bad team to get some momentum by beating up on another bad team in OT, it's going to count for something. But this was just inexcusable, um, mostly from a defensive perspective. And uh, let me get the standings real quick. It's so, If you're thinking of the wild card spot, Lockhart spot is the Giants at seven four, the Commanders at seven and five, and the Seahawks at six and five. And three, two of those three teams are probably make the playoffs in the wild card spots. And I think ten wins is where you have to get to to make that wild card yeah, spot. Yeah, and, and can they get to ten? They wins? were either going to be seven and four or six and five, and seven and four ties you with the Niners. Mm. I think that's a a big missed opportunity right there. The Niners, I mean, they've won four in a row uh, after going three and four. They're now seven and four, so this is. You know, gonna be it's a two man race in that division right now, but I really thought this was our division to lose, which I never thought I'd be saying this offseason. But um 
Yeah, a little a little concerned. I, I do think though. I don't think you're. I don't think you're catching the Niners. I don't think you're winning the division. But your playoff wise, your path to ten wins. You have two games against the Rams, and you have a Panthers game. So theoretically, that should be three wins for the Seahawks there. Yeah, but a then, huge win would be beating the Niners. But that then you got huge. Niners, Chief Jets, and you got to find a win there. And that's if you gonna could, be, yeah. If you could win be one, hard to get that. You think we could beat the Jets? Depends uh, who's quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be tough because the Jets are really good defensively. This was just a bad loss. I mean, the Seahawks coming off a bye, yeah. giving up 40 to the, the Raiders. I mean, it went to overtime. It's an extra score, but you just can't do that. And a, a kind of a, an uncharacteristically that. inefficient game for Geno, which is, you know, he hasn't been wowing like, like some QBs, but he's been very efficient and careful with the ball. Um, Kenneth Walker couldn't really get going. You know, it... it it was surprising that we couldn't generate more offense is really what I'm thinking about there. And then letting up so much offense. I remember looking at the at the score on ESPN in the first quarter, and Derek Carr already had two picks, and it was still the first quarter. Like, this is, we have this game in the bag. And, you know, the the defense, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. The, the, the rookies that I've mentioned on the show a couple times didn't really show up. Quandre Diggs had two – I mean, he had two of those picks, and – you know, Quandre Diggs hasn't really gotten going this season, but to see him get going, I, I thought was really going to inspire the rest of the defense, especially like Tariq Woolen and and all those guys. But I don't know, Sean. Are, do you know the the Niners' schedule the rest of the season? Oh, I can pull it up. I really don't think you're going to catch them, though. I, I think based on your schedule, the Niners have. Oh yeah. Niners go. Dolphins, Buccaneers, Seahawks. Actually, they have a tough schedule, kind of. Uh. Dolphins, Commanders is not Bucks, a Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders. They'll Cardinals. win the last two games of the season, but if they could lose the next two games somehow, and then and then I think that's going to be a really pivotal game at at Seattle, um, prime time too. I th- that's going to be a really good game. I think it's that's going to be huge. Game. And then they play Christmas Eve versus the Commanders, which that's not a gimme. That, that that's a playoff game because in my mind, you guys meet for a wild card spot, and that's. Your two teams competing for that last wild card spot. Yeah, and then obviously they'll probably beat the Raiders. I think you'll back into the playoffs with like nine and seven. Was that what I would expect the Seahawks to do as a wild card team? Yeah, just because the Giants have a tough schedule and the Commanders have a tough tough schedule down the stretch. And if you can beat the Commanders there, then I think you back in like nine and seven. Yeah, that darn Josh Jacobs really. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was a big loss. It's yeah. great for me, but terrible for you. Big loss. All right, gentlemen, what game do we want to get into now? Um, let's start with the uh, Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Yeah, let's recap that. Sean, why do you, since, since you know, you, you did so well in predicting that. Um, I guess let's, let's talk Bill's lines real quick. I'm, are we starting to get concerned about Josh Allen? I know he's still hurt, but, like, it's another week where he's not putting up a lot of points. He's competitive games against teams they should not be competitive against. Yeah, the Bills aren't the juggernaut that I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's now turning that, like, I think, hands down, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. It's not it's not really close anymore. Um, I'm a little worried about the Bills. It's been a couple weeks where they've just been stagnant. And come playoff time, you can't be stagnant. And they're in a tough – the Jets are only one game behind them in the, yeah. in the division right now. And then Do- Dolphins passed them. Are are they still 0-2 in divisional play, the uh, the Bills? Um, th- yes. 
their own too. So they play the Pats. They have a, they have a tough division stretch on the schedule. Like Pats, Pats, Jets, Jets. Pats, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Pats. Jeez, yeah, that's tough. Um, I'm I'm not too. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go get Devil's Advocate here. I'm not too um, worried about the the Bills, mostly because the Lions, you know, the one I think the one bright spot they've had is they can put up points against good defenses. Um, like you look at Eagles, good defense, put up 35 week one. Commanders, good defense, right? Put up 36. Vikings, good defense, put up 24. Um, and then, you know, some bad losses. Dolphins, good defense, put up th- 27. Giants, good defense, they put up 31. I'm not, like, th- them putting up 25, is that what you're talking about? That they put, that it was close no, because just they. That, just that it's close. That it's close. They. The Bills should be blowing out the Lions nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what I, I'm saying is, I, I like it's not like the Bills had an inability to score. I just think the like, Lions a little bit though. They, they, to start the season though, like they were, they beat the Rams 31-10, they beat the Titans 41-7, they beat the Steelers 38-3. Like these bad teams, they were they were if the Lions is a bad defense, and they were like blowing these doors off these teams. And the they beat the Browns before the this pat uh, last week. Terrible game. Josh Allen did not play well. Mm-hmm. Before that, they had two straight losses, and then they sneak by the Lions. They're finding ways to win games, but yeah, it, it hasn't been pretty. Yeah, it's not convincing. I, I think the the Bills might be finding ways to win games, but I think the Lions find a lot of ways to stay competitive in games. I think that's that true. They they, that's they just true. cause difficult matchups for teams with like they have a lot of talented running backs. St. Brown is really good. Um, Jared Goff, like nobody's really been talking about, but he's been playing pretty decently. Um, I I just think that it, it's a scrappy team, and I don't like if this was like the Bears, I would be concerned too. But I I think the Lions, like you got to give a little bit more. I don't. I'm not credit. saying this game in particular. I'm saying their past four games, and I think they haven't looked good. And I'm concerned about yeah. Josh Allen's injury because yeah. I think Tony Romo was talking on the broadcast. So he has a UCL injury, so like Tommy John surgery, yeah. and his throwing elbow, and. Tony Romo was talking about Josh Allen throws and how like a lot of them were short, a lot of them in the ground, a lot of them weren't like completed that Josh Allen usually completes. That zip that he usually has. And this is a non injury that I don't think he's gonna get surgery for because he's a tough guy and he wants to push through the season. But I think that's also just gonna damper the Bills' chances going forward. Like I don't think, I think their chances of reaching the AFC Championship game are a lot lower now because of this injury. I think that's a fair take. However, I mean it is middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Teams are allowed to go through lulls, and we can talk oh, yeah. about this four-game stretch. They still got two wins over this stretch. If, if Josh Allen can get healthy and like and look more, like then I have more confidence. But until then, I'm a little concerned. I think as as this end of the season starts, they'll pick it up. I think they'll be okay. Um, it's just these past four games has, have not been good for them. No. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, like this team's, they they have pretty high aspirations going to the playoffs. So, you know, if if Josh Allen. Gets in that, what is it? Uh, what is it? LeBron does every zero dark thirty. Is that what he does? If he gets in that mode, if Josh Allen gets in that mode, I think, uh, I think it's gonna we're gonna we're gonna look back and be like, oh, I can't believe we were we were worried about them. Yeah. But you know, I could totally be wrong. It's just speculation. Uh, Liam, you want to talk about Ravens Jags? Uh yeah. Once again, you know, they I don't get it. The Ravens just pay pay the man first of all. Second of all. Get get him get him some defenders. <laughs> um, the Ravens could be a nine win team right now if their defense just didn't choke at the end. Um, 
playing the Jaguars, allowing Trevor Lawrence to rush down the field and not only get a touchdown but <laughs> allow the two-point conversion. I, I, I'm not worried about the Ravens because the end of their season is it's, it's looking like they'll, they'll have a – they could win out. I mean, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers again. Bengals' last game is going to be tough, but – they yeah, that could be Bang- for the division. They already beat the Bengals this that season. That game could be for the division. It could be. Because they're um, right now both tied but with the Ravens having a tie. The Ravens, win. they're going to make the playoffs. It's just the defense has got to got to do something, you know. they got to do something. In the Lamar Jackson era, Liam, is this the the worst Ravens team he's been with? Yeah, I, I've said that before. I think so. Even yeah. even though last year he, was, he had no running backs last year. Was that the year he had? Yeah, he, he doesn't have – I mean he – He's got G- some guys. Gus Edwards now. Kenyon Drake is still there. <laughs> yeah, he got two carries yesterday. I, yeah, okay, Kenyon Drake. That you can't. Come on. I like Kenyon Drake. I do like Kenyon Drake a lot. Dobbins is now, but yeah, he has no receivers. You know, he has Mark Andrews, but no receivers. His defense is consistently blowing games for him. Um, I think they're losing the first round of the playoffs. I think that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. This team is not built for a playoff run. Nope. At all. Um, it's basically the Lamar show, which. I, I can't understand why why they can't sufficiently build around this guy. Get him a couple receivers, get him a decent running back, and you're going to be dropping 40 a game just because you have Lamar. The defense has been bad. Yeah. It just hasn't – they've choked a lot. I don't, I don't think you can entirely blame it on management. Maybe the lack of proactiveness now, but – I mean, there's a lot of big. We've talked about there's a lot of big names on that defense. Like, I think a lot of those contracts in hind, like in hindsight, yeah, they might not have panned out. But in the moment, like they're no brainers to to sign some of these guys. I mean, Marcus Peters, Roquan Smith, Patrick like, Queen, Roquan Marlon, Smith. Those are like, Marlon Humphrey, yeah, great names. Campbell. They just choke. Yeah, but they're great. Um, yeah, maybe it's coaching. <laughs> They've choked. You know, may, maybe it's. I don't know what it is, but like when when you say like a couple years back when they traded for Marcus Peters and this season when they traded for Oakland Smith, you can't like definitively say oh those are bad moves. No, no, but the defense has underperformed. I don't think that's, correct. There's that's, a question I agree with you there. Um, and you know tensions are starting to boil a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw this, but someone on Twitter <laughs> said like oh this oh, is why yeah. we can't pay Lamar and Lamar absolutely clapped back at him. I mean, let, let's be real here. You know, in a pretty vulgar way. Yeah, the yeah. only the only way, like the only reason that the the Ravens are at seven four, even above five hundred, is because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. That, so I, I don't understand the hesitancy to to not pay him. Like, you're not going to find a better quarterback out there. And if you want to, they've already paid guys on defense. Look how that 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 hasn't worked out for him. So I will warn any team that's trying to like think about get rid of a quarterback who's consistently getting you the playoffs. <laughs> You could end up with Zach Wilson picking second overall. Like, exactly. Anything could happen. What I would do for Lamar Jackson to be on the Saints right oh, now. Oh, exactly. It, it's just like, in the NFL, it's so hard to find an elite QB. There's so many, like, not busts, but, like, like draft picks, like QBs that just, like, are not generational players. Yeah. That's why I don't get it. And it's, you can win with those guys. Imagine if he if Lamar Jackson was on the Chiefs instead of Patrick Mahomes, like the numbers he'd be putting up, or the Bills. Yeah, it, it's just like just pay the man. Is the only reason you're at the position you are now. I uh, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, I I I think the Ravens they're going to make the playoffs, but they don't have the team to make a deep run. 
One more question on this game because I know it's something that you're passionate about. What do you think about the two-point conversion? Call? As the Jaguars, I don't mind it at all. I know they're playing at home, but they have absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing to lose going for two there. So you like that call? Yeah. Why not? They had the momentum. They scored a touchdown. Who was it? Was it uh, Marvin? I think it was Marvin Jones. Yeah, yeah so Mar- he scored the touchdown. Why not give it to it again? And I like I like Trevor Lawrence doing this. I I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Um, they the Jaguars are sitting at four and seven. They have nothing to lose, so why not go for two? See if you can sneak a win. Because you don't want to. I mean, do you really want to go up against Lamar Jackson overtime when he could break off a run at any moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you want to talk about the Saints? <sighs> Just we go about the Niners. I no. I think this was more of a. A Saints loss than a Niners win. They only scored 13 points, though. Saints fumbled on the fumbled on the goal yeah. line. Um, Andy Dalton. Oh, I know. Once again, terrible. I'm concerned about Will, the Niners. Will Lutz booted, absolutely blew a uh, field goal chip shot, and again the offense was terrible. Is Mike Thomas playing? No. He's done. He's out again. He's oh, for the my. season. He's out. Is it the same foot or <laughs> yeah, what? Same oh foot. my god. I feel bad, dude. One of the he was the best receiver, and he just hasn't was. played. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, I I just don't understand. How do you not put Jamison when Andy Dalton hasn't done anything? How you gotta switch it up or Taysom something? I, Dennis Allen is terrible, terrible head coach. Um, I I don't know what to say anymore. It, it was just such a bad game. Poor Kamara's. Gets the ball immediately. Four guys are on him every time. Everyone's injured. Lattimore didn't play. The defense played amazing. They got a goal line stand as well. I I don't know. This this team's just in disarray. Absolute disarray. The only the only reason the uh, the Niners scored two is on a tip ball. So it. <laughs> Saints defense did everything they could to keep him in this game. The offense let him down once again. Yeah, I think I'm concerned about the Niners though, just because really once, once again though, I guess they should have beat the it's, Braves. It's, it's not an inconsistent game though. Like we always talk about inconsistency in the Niners so far this season. It's just yeah. once again, Christian McCaffrey is not getting going on the ground there. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, that's all you got. All right, Brandon, you can play another great game. I think it, really well against <laughs> almost any other team. I think the Niners lose this yeah. game. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting. I had, they've got so much talent. They play the Dolphins next. The defense did well against the Dolphins. They lose that game handedly. I mean, I mean, I think the Niners play up to that game, especially because Mike McDaniel's former Kyle Shannon coach. Like, I think it's gonna be a great game. I think the Niners pull that game out, but it's gonna be a. They gotta play better than they time? did. Uh, four no. Oh come on now. Four o'clock game. Good pr- that's a great primetime game. It's Seahawks primetime game. That's gonna be fun. Why? Uh, which one? Oh, the Niners. What do you mean, why? We just talked about how that's pivotal gonna that great, game. That's going to be uh, great. Yes, game. yes. I was talking about it this week. Yeah. But, yeah, I, this wasn't convincing for the Niners. I thought they were going to destroy the Saints, and they they look slow. They look slow. They're lucky that they, they were going against Andy Dalton. Very lucky. What, what's the plan going forward for, for the uh, Saints? Like, is this kind of like a Mike Thomas, you got to get out, Camara, we need to get some value for you? Nah, blow up this team as, as sad as that might be. I don't think you can blow it up just because of the sheer amount of injuries that they've had this season. They, there's no way it happens next season where Marshawn Lattimore is missing significant time. Michael Thomas 
plays two games. Alvin misses time. Jameis. Jameis, you know, hurt or whatever whatever he is. They they just have so many injuries on every single position. They can't tank because they don't have a pick. Who does um, that belong to? The, the Eagles. Oh, for? For Olave. Uh, traded up to get Olave, which... Good, good investment. Yeah, great honestly. investment, but they're just stuck in this bad purgatory right now. And, I mean, this season's a wash. I don't like Dennis Allen at all. However, if Sean Payton becomes the head coach for another team, the Saints get picks. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work out? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it works, but if he goes to the Cardinals, which I would really like, Saints could get two firsts. Average. Two first from yeah. the Cardinals. Wow. Yeah. Not sure how this works out. But. I don't know how it works out, but it does, which would help the Saints a lot. Cause oh, yeah. They're they're dying in cap, too. There's, Michael no, Thomas there's no way the Cardinals would ever sign him, though. I, think they write too I don't think they would. The Dolphins, uh, they were they were looking at him, too. I know at the beginning of the season, I've seen they're charges not going to get him anymore. It's kind of hurting um, Sean Payton's, like, I think if he's so. trying to get a job, he's kind of screwed because any team pretty much has to give up two first-round picks. Uh, not not to... two. I think it's depending on team. Oh, okay. I think they could get, like, a first and a third or something, which would be still great. Um, but, you know, that's not really going to help this team right now. They need a quarterback. They need to be healthy, and that's two things that aren't going to happen this season. I don't need to talk any more about them. That's okay. Sad. All right, let's um, let's try and get quickly to our uh, bigger topics like the wild card races, Monday Night Football predictions. So let's we're gonna go rapid fire for the rest of these games. Um, Viking Pats. What do you guys think about that? Vikings bats back. Played a good game. Still very concerned. I feel like a lot of just a lot of lot on Justin Jefferson's shoulders on that team. Vikings concern me. Um, as Sean said, it's it's Justin Jefferson. He's got to be down there somewhere. Kirk Cousins just lofting the ball up. But, you know, the, you win this game because you return that kick. Yeah. Um, great game. Great game. But the Vikings as a – what are they? What's the record now? 9-2. and 9-2. and two. you got to play better than that. Vikings-Jets next week. That's going to be a good Ken game. Ken Sauce Garner locked down. That's going to be – Wow. Really I'll right tune there. into that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Pats played hard. Mac Jones played good. I'll give him that. Played good. Jets-Bears, who played better, Mike White or Justin Fields? Justin Fields didn't play. Oh, who was it? Trevor Simeon played. Yeah. No, really? no, Trevor Simeon didn't play. Because he, Simeon ended up playing. It, it came I out that he, he came out that he wasn't going to play, but that he actually did play. Because <laughs> I saw the first shot, I was like, Trevor Simeon's edge of this game. Trevor uh, Simeon's still in the league? It was supposed oh to be Nathan Peterman. If yeah. <laughs> so excited no. He's still in the league? Yeah. Well, he was in the practice. So, Justin Fields, like, third team? Dislocated his shoulder or something like that third last team. week. Oh, okay. All right, so re- rephrase the question. How did Mike White do? Mike White played good. 315 yards, three three tuts. Good completion percentage. Beautiful. Great QBR. Team loved him. Shout out uh, Garrett Wilson. Or, no, no. Um, who was but it? also Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah Garrett two Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two Started tuts. him in fantasy. Yeah. Great decision. Shout out Garrett Wilson. Um, Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little mad at the Jets right now for some reason that Zonovan Knight is their lead rushing lead running back. Like, why is James Robinson, who they traded for, not in this game? Great trade. Great, great fantasy Michael trade. Carter, Zonovan Knight. Michael Carter only got six carries, too. Zonovan Knight. And then Ty Johnson had five carries, 62 yards, and touches. Wow, that's whatever. Him. Mike White played well. Um, it's a ba- bad Bears team. I'm intrigued to see what he does against a better Vikings team next week. I not. I like to, I like Mike White, but I'm not big on the Mike White hype train. We have a, a, a friend of the show, 
Um, his name is John Drozdick. He's a, a passionate Cardinals fan. If you had to say one thing to him right now, with this season essentially lost, and there's a lot of frustrating things with Kyler Murray going on, and he's just getting totally memed for his Call of Duty play, um, what would you say to him? It whether it's whether you're you're breaking a hard truth to him or you're trying to keep his spirits up, what would you say? Kyler, I'm telling no to John. I'm telling to John that he's been right for the past three years. That Cliff Kingsbury is a major problem, and Cliff Kingsbury is terrible, and that he's got to go. I was a big Cliff Kingsbury supporter for a while, but he's just this is terrible. They got so many weapons around him and nothing. The Cardinals need to get a new wide receiver coach. I've never seen a team with wide receivers running the wrong routes. First of all, <laughs> running into each other, or just getting the smallest amount of separation. I've never seen a team that has these issues, and they have D Hop, yeah. which is which is crazy to think about. Unacceptable. All right, gentlemen. I guess uh, last couple segments for our football NFC wildcard race and AFC. Well, we kind of touched on this earlier, but Sean, why don't you uh, introduce this? Yeah, there's three teams right now for the wildcard race because we're. I'm, a good, I'm a personally assuming that 49ers win the division. Giants 7-4, Commanders 7-5, Steelers 6-5. Going to be a race. Going to try to get 9-10 wins. Probably gets you in the playoff spot. All these teams have tough schedules down the stretch that we just talked about in the show. I don't know who's going to get it. I... I mm, I really think anything can happen. If the Giants commanders split 1-1 in their series, then it opens up for all four NFC's teams to get in. If one team wins both the games, then I think it opens doors for the Seahawks. I think they hit the nail on the head. I don't have anything to add. You had nothing to add there? Nothing to add. I think he, he hit the nail on the head. Are we making predictions here? Or are we just we're just stating the, uh, the race? I don't want to make predictions. I already gave my predictions, so. All right, there you go. Yeah. Okay, enough said about that. I guess we're going to move into the Monday Night Football predictions. And Wait, can we talk AFC Wildcard real quick? Because I know oh, I personally picked go the Chargers it. to win the last spot. Yeah. Liam, do you think the Jets could get it? I want to see the – I'm going to believe in the Jets. Why not? Got to believe. I want to see the, the New York Jets yeah. get in there. Yeah. As do I. It would be fun, but I think the Chargers are going to do it. Be good for the nation as a whole. Mm-hmm. Sean, you, you, why don't you introduce Monday Night Football yeah. as as you Monday you Night Football it. picks went four and zero on a Monday Night Football end and <laughs> Thanksgiving Day Football. Congrats, big Giants bailed me out. Good teams win, great teams cover. This week I'm now ten and five. Liam and True both went one and three this week, so they are now six and eight both. Liam, I think you're looking at your double or nothing next week with the uh, Saints. So he's excited uh, about that one, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I was talking about that one, and you know, after after thought, I'm, I might have to rescind that. Because, oh, okay. You know, Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Steelers at the Colts. Colts minus two. I'm a big Jeff Saturday guy. Jeff Monday. Colts cover the two points. I'm going to have to uh, revert back to my old ways, my old winning habits. And um, that is just simply take Rank's pick and take the opposite of it. I'm going to go Steelers cover, I guess. Are you I confident in that win. pick at all? I'm not confident in either, either way. It, it's a terrible NFL football. I want to see Najee go off again. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I want to see Pickett throw for a touchdown, Pickens catch it, and I want to see a Najee... 40-point fantasy game. That's what I want to see. I'm going with the Steelers. Oh, this is just... It's an ugly... Bad, bad game, <laughs> dude. Um, 
I I mean I don't know who to pick because on one hand like Jonathan Taylor you know is is enough of a reason to to choose the Colts. TJ Watt is back though, which is huge because you know, I think we've all seen this the stats of Watt on the field and Watt not on the field. Um and this 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 O-line for Matt Ryan is like not doing is is it's not giving him any help whatsoever. They they're just abysmal. Um, oh, but Pickett, I mean, Pickett, Pickett's, Pickett's not good. Uh, I'm really, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go Steelers. I'm gonna go Steelers. Yeah, fade the man. I, it's not even a fade. It's just it's just <laughs> generally kind of what I think might happen. I th- I think T.J. Watt is is gonna is gonna have his way with this abysmal. Ab- Abysmal O line, and he's gonna he's gonna put Matt Ryan on his on his tush. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna go Colts. I mean, excuse me, Steelers. Steelers. I'd love to see an absolute slugfest of just like maybe like a fourteen to, to ten or something like that. Or oh, why why? What do you want to see? That? I want to see an ugly Monday night game. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? We we got to talk about last night's game. Oh, last night's game was great. Eagles Packers. Yeah, Liam, you want to talk about your? Is this Aaron Rodgers' final straw? Oh yeah. Um I don't know if it's going to be after this season that he goes or next season, but he's not there's no way that contract is is going to go to completion. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Well, the the first half of this game, where did this Packers team come from? Like uh they got lucky with the fumble return. They've been playing <laughs> better though. They Christian Watson's been playing really well. Yeah, the rookie he's he's been playing he's well. The only receiver that like is fast on their team and yeah, <laughs> but it, it's finally. I feel like these past couple weeks, I finally looked at the at the Packers wide receiving like leading targets, leading Dogs. yards, and Christian Watson's up there. It's not like a Randall Cobb. Like we're not yeah. like going crazy. This it's finally like actually consistency. So that's nice for the Packers. On the flip side, the Packers defense is the it's right now the worst in the NFL. It's a shame, dude. Shire Alexander's good. I've never seen a team just have more room to run the ball yeah. than last <laughs> night. It was absurd. I could have been the starting. I think I would have had two touchdowns last you night. You want to hear the rushing stats for Liam? Jalen Hurts, 17 carries, 157 <laughs> yards. Miles Sanders, 21 carries, 143 yards. Jeez. In total, 49 rushes for 363 yards. Insane. And Gainwell broke off a good Gainwell one. Gainwell got 8 for 39. Boston Scott got 3 for 24. I don't think I've ever seen a game like this that had that many rushing yards. You just got They just got run over over and over again. And their defensive coordinator wasn't playing a QB spy either, which is absolutely absurd against Jalen Hurts. Uh, team's terrible. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. They give all this money to, to Aaron Rodgers, but they don't have enough money to give to anybody else. And... I didn't realize Jordan Love actually played this game. Dude, he, he, had a, he, he had played score. well. He scored. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, you have nothing really to play for anymore. And I don't know what why Aaron Rodgers went to the locker room. but rib injury. Rib injury? Okay, perfect. Well, no offense, but perfect. Um, start Jordan Love the rest of the season. Why not, dude? He can't. Why not? What do you have to play for? Because they have the money, they get the money in Aaron Rodgers. He's not leaving next year. Unless they find a way to trade him, like... They can't trade him. What if his rib contract? injury, like, yeah. what, okay, what if, what if his rib injury, he's out two games, and then Jordan Love just goes off these two games? He still can't. I, I think Aaron Rodgers has this. It's like I don't know. It's like Tom Brady getting hurt, and you benching Tom Brady. Yeah, but, but, 
Yeah. The Bucks aren't that bad <laughs> compared to the to the Packers. The I Packers know. have nothing to play for. I mean, the Bucks have been t- the Bucks have been bad. Bucks have been really bad. Yeah, but they can still win their division. That's true. That's true. They will. They should. Terrible. Terrible. All right. Let's, we, let's talk some basketball. Yeah. Let's, uh, first, we have a little bit of an advertisement we got to go through. Um, let's see. The Holiday Open House at Willow's Mansion Radnor is happening on Saturday, December 10th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be children and adult craft activities, holiday music, tours of the mansion, vendors, and more. The Willows Mansion at the Willows Park Preserve is located at 490 Darby Paoli Road in Radnor. Go check it out. We're all going to be there. So if you want to come see us Saturday, December 10th, we'll be there at like, tw- uh, at like noon. So come uh, come see us. NBA. What do we got? Somebody somebody throw out a, a, a stat line or a headline. Ben Simmons me. is playing better. <laughs> yeah, he is. He really is. He's playing better. He's sh- yeah, he went for 8 for 8 the other day. I saw the stat line. He's got like he's got like twenty points these last couple games. He's getting his rebounds, getting his assists. I don't know. I'm liking Ben Simmons. I still don't understand wow, how a weird statement from you, Sean. How teams like give up points when he's on the court, though. I don't understand it because like you don't need to guard him at all. His driving, it's he, he, weird. Seems, he seems to be getting more like relaxed. I feel like it's like he's gone through <laughs> a lot of stuff. I feel bad for the man. He, he's he's starting to like get in a better mindset. I don't know. I love that shrug against the Sixers when he hit yeah. two free throws. That was hilarious. <laughs> Let's talk about that game. What a bad loss! And this says more about the Nets. Oh than yeah, Simmons. But you have no Harden, no Embiid, no Maxi. It's Ben Simmons' first game returning to Philadelphia since being traded. Versus that he's playing. Yeah, versus you know, and and and. Tobias Harris was the best player for the Sixers that night. Oh, like who's th- that was active. They had ten active players on the roster, so they were th- they were a thin team. Who was the guy who like scored and then like said something to Kevin Durant after the game? George's Niang. Niang was like <laughs> carrying, and you lose that game. What does that say? First of all, the Ben Simmons shrug thing—that's hilarious. And then also, he had the audacity after you lose the game to be like, "Oh, I thought they were going to be louder." You know, talking about the yeah. Sixers crab. You have the audacity to say that. But what does this say about, you know, first of all, this coach that's this interim coach for Steve Nash, you know, is not going to be the guy. And I understand, like, they didn't hire Adok- Adoka, Ad- whatever his name is, for reasons. Um, I get that, which is honestly funny because it's not like the Nets, you know, you could say they have enough controversy, but what's, what's a little bit more, honestly, at this point <laughs> by signing him? Um, but... That's that's not his job anymore, you know, after this season. And and what type of culture does this speak of, you know? Have some accountability. For for one, Kevin Durant's, you know, what, I think he took 11 shots. It's either 7 shots or 11 shots, which is still not enough, um, which is, you know, demand the ball, first of all. I, I'm just like, I, I'm so at, at a loss of words for this team and, and, and the lack of of winning culture and accountability and playing for one another, like, does this not bother them? At, at one point, like, in the fourth quarter when you're down, like, 10 or whatever, are you not bothered? Do you not take a step back and be like, there is absolutely no reason we should be losing this game? We have all the incentive of the world. The Sixers are missing their top three players. They have really no incentive to win this game. Like, the, the, you know, they're definitely not coming in thinking, like, we are going to absolutely destroy them. They're You know, it's going to be a slugfest. And they, they – the fact that they wanted it more – 
does the rest of the Nets team not be like, this is Ben Simmons' revenge game. Let's let's win this for him, and we should because we don't have to guard Joel Embiid. Like, what is wrong with this team? I think, and this this might be a little bit weird. I'm gonna defend the coach here because I think you put anybody in that situation. I don't think anyone is going to be successful with what's going on with the Nets. Um, I think just Popovich would be successful. This goes on the players, and this goes on their quote-unquote leader, Mr. Kevin Durant. Um, Once again, I don't know if we hit on this last week, but they lost a game, and he said, well, you got to look at who's out there with me, you know? and then he <clears> threw his teammates under the bus. Kevin Durant, man, a bum, first of all. You got to own up. Take some leadership, you know. Fire your teammates up instead of throwing them under the bus. And <sighs> they just don't care. They don't. They don't. They don't it's care. Sad. They don't play good defense. They don't try. There's effort that's not there on the court. I think it's a problem in the NBA in general, but with the Nets especially, they just don't care game in and game out. They know they're going to win enough games to get in a playing game and do something. Kevin Durant's going to—they're going to collect their paychecks, go home, and that's it. You—you know, you know what speaks about—and Sean, you'll like this. This this uh, not comparison, but I'm just going to bring this up. Um, Kevin Durant is out here making excuses, not holding himself accountable, not you know firing up his team. And you know what I really liked the other day when Steph Curry. There was a viral clip that went around. Uh, from a podcast, I think it was JJ Reddick's podcast, was asked about the three-one lead, and did he make any excuses? No, he didn't make any excuses. He said he gave a lot of credit to LeBron and Kyrie and said they've played like they played out of their minds, like the best I've ever seen for a three-game stretch of my life. Mm-hmm. Not a single excuse was said, which is maturity, you know, and 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 being a professional. And, you know, holding it, not generating excuses whatsoever. Like, I mean, it's basically just like saying he got, he basically just said he got outplayed while giving credit to the other guys. Like, and that, that is just such a difference. And I don't think, I think that's why Kevin Durant will never be the best player. The, uh, well, let me rephrase that. He will never lead a team to a championship because, you know, it, it's beyond just on paper on, on a roster. You know, you, you had James Harden, Kyrie, and and yourself on this team, you know Joe Harris. You have this team now. There, there's absolutely no excuses. Like, that's all I have to say about that. It's it's just sad because they have talent, and I guess it just goes to show you that talent isn't enough anymore. You got to have some sort of intangible, some sort of leadership, some maturity. That's why it's easy to root for guys like Steph Curry. Because they have that leadership, they yeah. have that mentality that they want to win, they want to make their teammates better, they want to make the team better. That's not what they have in Brooklyn. I don't think I've ever really heard Steph Curry make an excuse. Like, and, and it's a very honorable thing. There's a reason why he has four chips. Yeah. Yep. God, I don't like him, but I, I respect him a lot. I respect him a lot. Um, I I have a a, a storyline I think we we should talk about. I I would like uh, there there's a certain man I think we need to well not me but <laughs> I think there's a certain man that Liam needs to apologize to. I need to apologize to Mr. Glassbones Anthony Davis. He's been balling lately, absolutely balling. I got I gotta I gotta pull up the stat lines because 
crazy. Last like six games has been ridiculous. It was a game against the Spurs when he started going off, or was it the? No, it was. It's it was. Um, it was really since LeBron has been out that he's just been been dominating. Let's see. Um, okay. Can we look at like stat lines from the past? I got stat games? muse for you. His yes. last okay, perfect. seven games, he's been averaging thirty. 16. Uh, I don't really care about his three assists, but let's see how many blocks he's getting. Two and a half blocks, steal and a half. Um, I mean, yeah, these stat lines are, are, are ridiculous. I, I just love the way he's been attacking on offense. He looks like his, his old self again. Um, obviously, it's always scary when he falls just because, you know, he, he's somewhat fragile, but he's been attacking the offensive glass, getting after it, you know, Making his presence felt in the paint, and he's looked like old AD. It's been awesome to watch, and I don't know if this is because LeBron's not on the floor, and we've talked about this time and time again that it should be AD's team. He should be the one leading this team. Um, but with LeBron not on the floor, it's kind of opened stuff up for him. And you know, LeBron came back, had a great game, and Lakers quietly have been, you know, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well this past week and a half. I th- I think there's a couple things you can attribute that to. Obviously, Anthony Davis and just quick little stat in the last five games, outside of scoring 25 most recently, he hasn't scored less than 30, and in that time he hasn't he hasn't shot less than 60 percent, which is absurd. Um, and I think it's Anthony Davis. And I I've watched a couple of these games, and it's really just. Being, it's not like he's out here like isoing and 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 you know creating his own shot, but he's just he's dominating in the paint, grabbing an offensive rebound, finishing it. He's been a great roller and pick and rolls, and I'm very happy to see that. Um, especially the time that LeBron was out, they did a lot of Russ AD pick and rolls, which I don't know why it took them so long. I mean, Russ made Steve Adams, he, he got Steve Adams in a hundred million dollar contract for that reason by by just having a great role man and and you know. Giving him the ball in, in right in the position they needs to to score, um, I think Lo- Lonnie Walker has been playing really well, which is is a shocker that he kind of fizzled out of the Spurs rotation, um, and then has been playing well here, kind of the Malik Monk replacement a little bit, um, and then I think also it's just kind of been the defense, which is ironic that it's last year they ha- couldn't play defense and got some offense. Now the the problem is. They're playing really. Darvin Ham's getting them to play really good defense, but they're you know sometimes the offense sputters. But I think that's why they're kind of coming into their own. Now, it sucks that the you know top ten seeds like the tenth seed I think is above five hundred in the West right now. So it's going to take a lot of clawing to get even into the play-in tournament more than probably last year. But it's still early in the season, and we'll see what happens. The the problem with the Lakers too is the only way that they win. A game is they need either Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, or Lonnie Walker to s- score 20 points. Yeah. And you're not going to get that most nights. Shout out Reeves. Just, Reeves has been Yeah, Reeves has been, been very efficient. He's been balling, but like you're not going to get that most nights. And just this roster is just, it's it's not good. It's a bad, bad no. team. No. You're going to have problems. Did you but. see, um, we, we, were, we were all in, in the chat when someone sent the Pat Bev is like statistically one of the worst players yeah. in the league right now. Uh, hey, can, can we slander Pat yeah. Bev right now? He's a he's a bum. 
You know what? You can slander him for being bad at basketball. He's terrible. Fair. Like he's not even bad. He's terrible. That's fair. But you know Thomas what? Thomas Casper. He's terrible. You know what I love? Him standing up for his teammate when that punk Devin Booker fouls that the heck out of him. Are we looks at him, says something, and then Aiton goes and, and stares over, and Bev just shoves him over. I love that. being pushed in the back, standing up for your teammates? I love it. I love it. Pushing somebody in the back. Well, it's it's objectively standing up for the teammates, yeah. maybe in the wrong way. What do you mean? <sighs> and, and you know what? You know when Bev's on the court, he's going to do some some stuff like that. You you know Aiton going over there and barking at Reeves while he's on the ground, he's not going to – that Pat Bev's not going to do anything? I hate the Pat Bev hype. He has started 14 games for the Lakers. He started every game he's played in. He is averaging four points. Yeah, he's been. First of all, I don't think anyone's hyping him up no, from a basketball. He's been terrible at nobody's, basketball. Nobody's terrible. Nobody's hyping him up from a basketball. But let me tell you, they love they love him on their team. I will tell you that. He's so freaking annoying. Every team he's on, yeah, the teammates. I mean, you know, they they they, they mess with him for, for those reasons. And just to address the play. First of all, why is everyone going at Reeves like this? Reeves is like yeah. the last guy. He's just this this white he's, dude, undrafted. He's he's just trying to play his basketball, and he's doing a, a darn good job he's doing it. He's a dog, it. too. He's a dog. And if you look at that play, like Devin Booker, you know, gets, I guess it was a block. But then he Smack just, the heck he just does him. the wind down yeah. to, to smack him. Right Poor guy. Face. You know, he says something to him. Aiden stands Aiden over him. Aiden goes over and stands over Now, I agree. Devin Booker said after the game, like, Push someone in the chest, not the back. And I agree because we all saw that Jokic thing, and 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 Markeith Morris was out for a long time well, because I'm, you have the issue with whiplash can, and everything like that. We can talk about that. That's a different story. Well, I, it's a different story, but I understand like why like you can't really push someone in the back, especially. And he leveled him. He uh, leveled the guy. Jokic. No, no, no. Or Bev. Be- well, Bev, yeah. He leveled him, yeah. and and Aiden's probably got like nine inches and and a hundred pounds on on Bev, and he leveled him, which is which is crazy, but. Maybe you just be like, hey, Aiden, and then Aiden turns around, and then you shove him in the chest. I, but I, I love that he stood up for him because, you know what, I, I, that's just disrespectful. And Austin Reeves is like, he doesn't have an ego at all. He, he's not like a selfish guy. He is a very wholesome guy. Like, that's the – like, if you're going to disrespect someone, disrespect like – Disrespect Pev. Pev. <laughs> Why are you standing over Austin Reeves, dude? He's the last guy you should be doing this to. And you know what this reminded me of when, you know – Bev, Bev doesn't add much on the basketball court in terms no, of play. No, no, But you know what it reminds me of when a manager gets ejected from a baseball game? It fires the team up. Gets people going a little bit. four against five when he's on the court. Exactly. So why not oh, try and we're, fire him up? We're, we're not disagreeing with you yeah, about the basketball. Know, we're yeah. just saying that, oh. like we were talking about intangibles, Fine. the Nets could use a Pat Bev. They could. Oh, they could. You can't deny that. There are no dogs on that team. Fine. This is why, like, that, like this is the diff- the intangibles. I don't, I don't like him either, but you got to respect what he does. Not in the basketball court, but like, he stands up for his Maybe teammates. Maybe not the way he's he does old, it too. Fine. But it's old school put basketball. Him a, put him as a guy on the bench. You can push the guy when he falls off the but court. But respect his intentions. Maybe not yeah. the shoving the back. But respect. He's got. He's, he's got some up good intentions. He can stand up for his teammates. Being a leader. You think? He's you think uh, if someone stood over Seth Curry? Like that? Yeah. You think anyone of the Nets? Kevin is gonna... Durant's doing that? Or no. Ben Simmons, Kyrie, yeah. Nick Claxton's coming running in. Oh, sure. Jeez. Royce O'Neal, yeah, no. And you know what? It's ter- Lakers have been playing well ever since. So, now he took his three-game suspension. That's probably probably good for the team. <laughs> and it really did I, fire I him the, up. It really did. I think they've won the three games without him. There you go. 
That's all you need. All right, here's a good uh, storyline because this is really heating up, and I love how the NBA is just totally just shoving this in your face, all the Wemby clips and, and everything. And, and I think you can, like, watch his games for free on the app now. Um, tank for Wemby is is it's going to be a thing, like, halfway through the season. Like, people are going to actively start tanking for Wemby. So I got two questions for you guys because we all know, like, his play style and, and, and what he offers. Who needs him the most? Not who's going to get him, like, probability-wise. Who, what team needs him the most? And actually, we'll we'll start with that. What team needs like a generational player like him the most? The the Magic. I see. I disagree with I'm that. I'm gonna go with the Magic. I disagree. I think they have a good thing going on there. I think he fits what they're trying to do. He is the the centerpiece for what they're trying to do. I I have a better one. I it's, I I I've been saying this forever. I I've been thinking this forever now. I would love to see him in the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would just love that lineup coming out there with Shea, They're too good Giddy, now. Dort, Chet, Wemby. I don't know if it's going to happen, obviously, but I think it would just be so good with Wemby and that team. They're they're too good to have. They, yeah, nah. then they might not be able to get him, but I think he would be so good with them. I think I'm going to go with the Spurs. The Spurs have nothing going for them right now. But he's not a pop player. Yeah, but it's <sighs> – the question is who needs him the most. They need some direction. I, I couldn't name a single, like, I, I Pirtle, that's it. I don't know anyone else on that team. They have um, yep. Keld, Keldon Johnson. Yeah, you know, okay. Trey Jones. The Pistons could also use him. Imagine him being the center on the Pistons No, team. But, but at the same time, like, I, he's a, he's a miss. I think, in my mind, I think he's a missing piece to a team. I'd rather him be a missing piece to a team than the Spurs where he's just wasting his career away. Okay, fair, but but I'm I'm asking who I wouldn't say that. like who is so directionless okay. and in such it, a it, need of a of a pivotal player like that like in that sense, to address your teams team. like the Pistons. Oh well, then the Lakers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. directionless. With the Hornets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the Pistons and and who did you bring up? I think the Magic. I think, I think magic. that that without Wemby, they will still have their their good core going. Like you got Cade, you got you got all you know Paolo and 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 all the other players and Bull Bulls. You know they they already have Bull Bull. You know Bull Bull is Wemby essentially. Jokes, jokes, now moving into the second question, which I think is kind of more tailored towards our thinking, what team does he complement the most? Which is, I, I think guess, is what you guys are going into. I guess yeah, I think he fits what the Magic are trying to do right now is just get tall guys, positionless basketball, but bigger than everyone else. And having a seven foot five dude that can play the th- that's going to play the three is exactly what they're going for. Think about this lineup on the Magic: Suggs, Paolo. Franz, Bull Bull, Wemby. Just height on height. RIP rebounds for the other team. You're just not getting a rebound. Yeah. Already they're they're running Wendell Carter Jr. Um, oh yeah, and he's a as, too. as the starter as, as their starting five and Mo Bamba as their backup. Oh my god. I'm so happy Bull Bull's finally starting in this league. Yeah, he's been, I'm happy he's been for him too. too. I'm so happy. Um but I think the this is exactly what the Magic are trying to do. Is to just get Tall guys that can play every position, that can shoot, handle the ball. If you want to go there, then imagine him on the Raptors. Yeah, well, that wow. never gonna happen. It's just not that wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. That wouldn't be fair. But okay, so Sean, <laughs> what do what do you think about you? You mentioned the Pistons. I, I think it'd be fun on the Pistons. I think they have a young core building there. I think Cade, Ivy, mm-hmm. Sadiq, obviously Villanova guy, and Wemby would just be a really good team. I like that too. I think Cade, Cade and Wemby. Would be, I think they would complement each pick other. Pop, pretty well. Pick and yeah, pop, like, I think they would complement each other very I mean, well. Let's be honest, Wemby would complement anybody yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty well. Yeah. 
I, I would like to see him on the Pistons too. I think that would be a fun team. Um, Pelicans? <laughs> that wouldn't be fair. What about the Rockets? Yeah, Jalen Green and Wemby. There would be a lot of dunks. Yeah. A lot of dunks going on. Houston would be flying. Prepare for takeoff. <laughs> um, All right, well, one more topic before we get into the World Cup and Nova basketball. It's mostly just like we don't need to talk about it that much. I think it's just like a nice shout out to Kevin Huerter. Um Man's been balling. He's been getting some some appreciation from Kevin Durant. Said that he's like on the Steph Clay level, which is crazy statement. And I think that attributes to that. that that's something that you can easily attribute the Kings' success to. The Kings have been playing really well, and yeah, De'Aaron Sabonis and Terrence Davis and Malik are you know getting the credit, but but Huerter's been shooting the lights out of the ball, fifty percent from three, something like that. Any any credit that Kevin Durant gives is okay. Come on, that, that wasn't the point though. <laughs> I, I know that's not the point, but good good for good for Kevin. You know, averaging sixteen, three and three. Um, what are shooting splits? Oh wow, shooting fifty five percent from three at home. Twitter, beam team baby. Yeah, I think the Kings could have a shot. No, to make a play in top, top yes. eight. You think they could slide no. in eight? Eighth. No. You think they could? No. No? Nope. Playing really well, Rank. I know, but it's a lot of teams better than them. That's true. That is true. I want to. I want to hit on one thing before we before we switch it up. Um, I think a lot of this thing going around in the NBA where players are just being corny and they're messing around for absolutely no reason. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this really made me angry. DeJounte Murray um, shot a three, made it against the Rockets, and then smacked Jabari Smith's head after he made it. Did you see that? No. I think NBA players in general got to stop with this this messing around, this corny garbage, and just go back to playing basketball. Devin Booker, don't don't talk garbage after you slap someone in the face. DeAndre, and you don't need to stand over Austin Reeves. I just want to see NBA player NBA players start start playing ball again. Stop with this this garbage. You know, Trey Young, Jalen Green. Trey Young's taking the ball to the hole. Jalen Green flops not once but twice after not getting hit. Trey Young also flops. It's just come on. What'd you think about the the Murray is it that, that's, that's what, what I'm talking yeah, about? It's okay, garbage, yeah. dude. Stop that. He didn't do that any of that in San Antonio, I'll yeah. tell you that. He, it, he goes game. He, he makes one all-star team, gets traded for for a bag of assets and suddenly a, a lot of lot he's of hot, he's hot. A lot of doo-doo. people need to put their uh egos in check a little bit and, and start playing start playing ball. That game, they also combined for 70 and blew a lead to they the Rockets. They blew a 10-point lead and lost. <laughs> so maybe if, maybe it wasn't focused on doing that and focused more on his play they would have won. But. I just don't think NBA players care enough anymore. I think you know what? That that's pretty synonymous with with my take. Yeah. The NBA, NBA gets me mad quite often. I haven't watched a lot of games this year, but I just can't. Really, seeing the basketball doesn't matter. Just the disparity between guys, guys like that and then guys like Giannis. It, mm-hmm. A lot of guys just don't care these days. Crazy. On that note, World Cup? Yeah. Wait, wait. Trivia Oh, trivia sorry. Question? I apologize. Yes. All right. LeBron's about 1,000 points away from catching Kareem for most points. So, can you name the top 10 in most points in NBA history? Kareem, LeBron. Kareem and LeBron are two, yeah. Can Jordan's got to be in there. Yep, Jordan's five. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe's four. Is Dirk top ten still? Yep, Dirk is six. Yeah. Wilt. Wilt is seven, yep. I'm trying to think of who would be like Malone. Carl Malone is three, yep. 
So you got the, you got one through six so far. We need Jerry West. No. Nope. Elgin, is eight. Elgin Baylor on there? Nope. No. You're missing eight, nine, ten. What is uh is Shaq is, Shaq is, is KD at twelve or eleven or no he's at nineteen I think KD is at eighteen eighteen did you just so did you, you got just you got need there. nine ten Bird nope one is currently playing I think you think yeah I actually have no idea I haven't heard his name this year Mello yeah yeah he's good playing. for him uh, I don't think he's on so. a team he's nine um, good for him is ten retired yeah. Is he a weird one? No. Old guy. Played for the Rockets. Oh, oh Akeem? Akeem? Nope. Harden? Nope. McGrady? Nope. Yao? Nope. What the? Old guy. <laughs> Clyde? Played nope. for the Rockets? I just named every <laughs> Rockets legend. Jeremy Lin? Nope. Played from 76 to 95. It's like Elvin Hayes? Nope. Mark Sampson? <laughs> Nope. He bounced around a little bit, played with a lot of teams. What other teams? Houston, Philly, Washington, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Joe Johnson. Nope. <laughs> Moses Malone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, if you said he played with Philly. Of, yeah, uh, I think yeah. the Sixers for him, yeah. All right, World Cup, briefly, because I want to talk a little Nova basketball before we're done with the show. Um, USA ran tomorrow. Winner moves on. Lot, lot of, lot of uh, off the field stuff going on right now. I don't know if you've seen it. Apparently, like USA Twitter wouldn't display the Iranian flag and like protest of Iran. And then today at the press conference, Iran was like asking Greg Berhalter, like, "Have you talked to the U.S. government about removing your ships from Iran?" And Greg was like, "I'm the coach of the U.S. men's national team. I don't care about politics." So it's been a little interesting that aspect. Uh, you know, all I gotta say is. Watch out, Iran, because you're going to be in a world of hurt tomorrow. I hope Tim Way's the number nine. I hope Brennan Aronson pulls the out wide, and we can just destroy him. I want to really look. We looked really good against England. We, for for all intents and purposes, we beat England mm-hmm. basically. Just got to put the ball in the back of the net, please. We got so close. Pulisic hit the bar. We're I McKenny missed you know, the bigger chance. Iran is they're a good team, mm-hmm. the top twenty in the world. Yep. I I think we're going to take care of business tomorrow. Um, I hope so. I think we're going to be okay. In other news, teams have qualified. There's been a couple upsets. Morocco beat Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, France is looking dominant. What's the score of the Brazil game? It was 0-0 last time I checked. Brazil's playing right now. I think Brazil's Switzerland. Um, but, yeah, there's yeah, Brazil, been good, Brazil won one Brazil nothing. won one nothing, so they're through. Ghana beat South Korea. Um, Canada, after saying that they were going to quote unquote f Croatia, got smoked four one. Yeah, Spain's, um, Spain's been very dominant. And Messi, incredible goal, incredible play against Mexico. That's a huge rivalry. I do want to say, I called the Saudi Arabia um, upset. You can ask Tom Casper or Jacob Tuck. I called it. That's a huge upset. Yeah, Big I just upset. want to say that. I know um, nothing about soccer. But yeah, it's been it's been a great World Cup been great games so far and um i i legitimately think with the way the u.s played against england if they if they beat iran i think they have they have a chance to make a huge run they do really do it's gonna be exciting um i guess we gotta talk about the sad news in the room about nova basketball quick shout out to yukon and creighton <sighs> yeah. seven eight in the ap poll 
thank you to both of you guys because Villanova is going to need to win some big beast, big East games, and we're gonna have a lot of pressure come Big East time when we're fully healthy to not only win the Big East but do really well there that we can try to gain some momentum back and hopefully like hopefully make the tournament. At this point, like we're not a tournament team. No. We're not we're not an NIT team right now. No. And I think we have the we, Oh, okay, that's mean. Dude, we're two and we aren't. five. We aren't. <laughs> also Portland, like Like the potentially we, we potentially we we and our ceiling's like a five seed at this point. It's sad because it, it it's not like we're not getting we blown shoot out. ourselves in the foot. We're not getting blown out. We, we just don't look start off also. so we start off so poorly. We give up huge just runs and then wretches. we have to battle. We're always battling back. We're always playing from behind, and it's not that's not the winning recipe. I've got to say, the effort on defense and rebounding has not been there. I know we're I know we're small, but come on, guys. I miss Jermaine Samuels. Like nobody nobody put more heart into Villanova than Jermaine. <sighs> It, it's just it's going to be an issue when the Big East games start and, and we're not healthy, because we will. I, I think I think Whitmore will play Saturday. I think really? Whitmore's back this week because teams like UConn, Creighton, Marquette, St. John's, Providence, right now they are all better than us. But if if Morris Morris time till return is like January first, so like if Morris back for Big East play and Whitmore's back, we have the talent. We have guys. Please. Like last game, I know we lost to Oregon, yeah. but Armstrong only played two less minutes than Arch, which is huge. We're start playing young guys in. Hausen played really Housen, well. Five threes. Great shooter. He needs to five shoot threes. more. He needs to shoot more. He needs to he be on the court more. Multiple times. He, he played twenty five minutes. He played a lot of minutes. That was that for the first yeah, time. I know, it was like big, but he's got to have a quicker release because he makes these shots. Just keep shooting, dude. And everybody else, drive into the freaking paint, please. I guess the only thing that's encouraging, and this is about college basketball in general, is that there's a lot of parity. Yeah. You saw UNC lost twice yep. in one week. They're the one seed. Quadruple OT. Your great game. Good save. But, you know, anyone can beat anyone, and I think that helps us a lot. I will say after a – there was a lot of sports on this week. It was quite disappointing for most of my teams other than the USA, but I'm excited for another week of sports. I just want Justin Moore and his amazing play to come back. Yeah, we're we're missing. We'd love to see Cam Whitmore make his debut. Probably like thirty points a game from those two. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope Whitmore plays this week because even if it's just off the bench, just get him back into rotation. Let's see. He's, he's like he, watching him. I don't know if you've seen the highlights of him over the summer in the FIBA. Ridiculous. He's dunking over guys. Yeah. He is so talented. There's a reason why he's the projected six overall pick next year. Yes, sir. So be the first, hopefully the first one and done in Villanova history since Tim Thomas. <sighs> really? Yeah. Wow. Eh. Okay, I'll take that. Um, Sean, what uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I've really come around stuffing this year. Stuffing? Oh. You enjoy the stuffing? I really do love the stuffing. I like stuffing too. Taxi cab, what about you? I'm not a stuffing guy. Um this might be basic mac and cheese. Nothing better than that. Oh, that's really good. I heard there was no mac and cheese. No this, mac and cheese. Don't no worry. I was, I was. However, I was promised on Christmas. Homemade mac getting, and cheese. Ho- we're getting homemade mac and cheese, steak, and kabasa. Oh, oh wow! So I'm wow. excited. I'm excited for I that. I might uh, have to invite myself over. <laughs> um, quick shout out. Couple birthdays today. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear Truth's favorite oh, Thanksgiving. Oh food. wait, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um. Sorry, Turkey guy, cranberry sauce. I am. A, I do like cranberry what? sauce. Cranberry sauce. I, I do. Stinks. I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. Um, I like stuffing. Potatoes. Yeah. Do you have a nice turkey sandwich next to? What's What's your favorite turkey though? sandwich? 
You gotta give us a th- the fave. I'll go mashed potatoes. I could eat like a, a pound of mashed potatoes. Great pick. Gravy. Oh, forget about it. Gravy <sighs> guy. A huge gravy guy. Young gravy guy. Um, couple birthdays today. Today's the twenty eighth. Yeah. Uh, Leandro Barbosa, NBA player. Wow. Another another NBA player. Mm-hmm. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Wow. Birthday to Two Bogut. NBA champions right there. Yeah. 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 Um, we have a. Also, happy birthday to Doug Peterson, not the one you're thinking of, CFL defensive end. (laughs) Shout out to him. And um, see, we got anybody else? Mark Andre Fleury, the uh, NHL legend. Mm -hmm. That's about all we got. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hopefully, next week we can talk about a nice Villanova win over Oklahoma and a nice (laughs) USA advancing. Yeah. Cup. yeah. If you want to hear us talk about that, make sure to tune in. 1130 Mondays going forward indefinitely. You're listening to Fun in the Locker Room. 89.1 FM WXVU, the best show east of the Mississippi River for all your latest sports talks, takes, debates, and everything going on in the world of sports. This is Fun in the Locker Room. Trude Karstetter, Tex Keb Holloway, Sean Rankle signing off. We'll see you next week.